Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts, Justine Brubelard, Serena Dixon, and Allison Weaver. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. On this week's episode, we will be critiquing Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, episode five and six. As our show will feature a lot of critiques, we also want to ensure that we provide possible solutions or suggestions for how different improvements could have been made and praise things that went well. We aim to be balanced and thorough. Check out our Patreon for exclusive subscriber benefits and merch if you like what you hear. Our link is available in our show notes. Now, without further ado, Let's dive into our discussion. Speaking of props, I really appreciated, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I knew, I knew when it was happening, um, but I appreciated Duran's uh, subject table? change. Yeah, with the table, right. like oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Duran as a character. I yeah I do he's one of the dwarves I I do really enjoy um he he has a sense of humor and it's it's very much like Gimli Gimli had a sense of humor about everything you know even when he was in a dire situation he he did something funny about it yeah I was a during you know the whole thing I'm kind of like oh what what's gonna happen because we know they're on thin ice with each other the the whole thing about the his story about the table was great and then you know mm-hmm. what we find out later it's like oh the table was mm. just the story was fake mm-hmm. and it just yep. got the table for his wife when, <laughs> yeah when he was at the table and like used that as like a <laughs> let's change the subject yeah something really uncomfortable that will totally make you forget everything you've been asking me i was like uh yeah. either this is I was like, either he's making this up right now, or the king did something really sketchy to get this table. <laughs> like, I definitely I went with the really sketchy one. at first, and then we, you know, that's what I was led to think. And then we, you know, they do the reveal with his chat with Elrond, which um, I really, really like their relationship. Mm-hmm. It's happened, guys. This, this, that episode single-handedly made me not detest Elrond. Yeah, which I didn't. I still, yeah, I still stand Bravo. by. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> I still stand by my statements in the last episode. But uh, no, I really like their dynamic. It's a very fun dynamic and it's it's a very relatable one. Mm-hmm. No, I concur. You know, it, it felt like a very natural friendship exchange with them in their chat. It's like, oh, what, you know, it's like, oh, I have some really bad news to tell me, tell you. And it's like, all right out with it <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're not playing like just shoot me straight like and i up? feel like this was in this scene it was the most realistic dynamic and feeling scene between them since mm-hmm. the beginning like i feel like the first episode when we got a tidbit of their relationship mm-hmm. and when we were introduced to duran's wife eh, uh, disa Disa. Disa. Okay. <laughs> say your name. Say. I, I think I even have it. No, I don't have it written here. She's not usually a name I forget. I have all the names I usually forget written at the top of all my notes. 
but yeah, and when we were introduced to Disa, I felt like that was really realistic. And then I felt like almost all the scenes between them until now were kind of like, mm, I think like, because I think because they were so kind of wishy-washy with each other. It seems very the the switch seems very intentional, and it it does feel kind. It doesn't feel too jarring to me. Um, and now it's it they've loosened up and they trust each other like ever since Elrond and the, and Duran had the whole thing with with the mithril and the mind collapsing it's like oh you know I can actually trust you and so you know they're they're bouncing off each other and I like the whole who's in charge of the elven's the elven race future mm, it's me <laughs> tell me again that it's me you know may poking mm-hmm. at him about like you know I can hold this over your head if I want to, you know, kind of like jokingly it seems, but it's, um, they've definitely loosened up. And I do appreciate that Elrond went the high road and told Durin the truth for about what is, what Gilgalad shared with him rather than, I th- you know, I was, I was thinking that he was going to go a shady, like tell a lie yeah. kind of thing, but no, he was like, you're, your access to Mithril is what would could save the elves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need, we need that from you. Mm. Give us them rocks. Mm, rather than playing that, I'm, I, yeah, I'm your friend. And then, you know, double crossing him. I like that he didn't go around, about, well, out of his way yeah. to cross his friend. Yeah. And that wouldn't have been kind of what helpful. he's done so far. Yeah, because <laughs> he's been very sneaky, oily, half truthful this whole time. Mm-hmm. So I like that that he decided to be completely truthful and not be deceptive anymore. Right, and I also, I also like the development of of like Adar during this time or whatever his real name mm-hmm. is, and. Uh, as Serena has adeptly said, and I appreciate how we can see his story arc a little bit more clearly, and how he's an Uruk, of course. And mm-hmm. I no think one was surprised, right? Nobody except for the people that thought he was Sauron are real silly. <laughs> I totally thought he was. Uh, I was surprised so, when it was like, oh, he's not. And he says he killed him. Interesting. <laughs> so who is the Sauron we know? Is that somebody that's just pretending to be Sauron? That it, that whole exchange raised so many questions. <laughs> right, but he wouldn't, like, if he's if he's trying to play her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then he's going to just lie. I'm going to tell you now. the truth. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, like, the Adar, the Adar development, I liked that uh, he's finally coming into a character that we can feel more of his motivation, kind of see. And, like, what, did you notice when he saw the sword, right? His face? Did you guys notice that? When Theo mm. shows him? Or when Theo, like, gives up the, the help? He saw the, like, little motif thing, and then he saw the sword. Mm. Mm-hmm. that was interesting oh speaking of moments like that 
Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> well, we talked about it before this because y'all were like, Justine, what is up with your face? <laughs> can we get a screenshot just, of that in our in our chat? Because I missed it. I don't think we were recording. <laughs> we weren't recording um, at the time. She was just like, what the yeah, yeah no like, so so for our audience i was finishing up the last few moments of the last of the episode six before we were uh recording this and yeah when the volcano erupts um whew, the queen regent's face is just i love it I feel like it's one right. of those things that you only notice if you just, I don't know, I just, and then You're I just watching all the background. Else. I just had to see because her face looks like, ew. Right? <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> when, when your like teeth are like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that face, like, that kind of face. I like this. <laughs> Very, it like, felt so mm. out of place for me it made me <laughs> laugh so much um but honestly I'm like thinking you know if I was I'd probably be making that sort of face th too but that's just not the face that I think of when I'm like I think of more like surprised than not like <sighs> Wait, yeah would you describe it as like a like a just like a grossed out instead of uh like a a shock this is really bad like like epically bad not I don't know the way you're describing it just makes me think of watching somebody like have a really nasty skateboard bail yeah yeah like, no instead yeah, of like watching a, your oh, crap, kid like do something to shock. get hurt and something you're like yikes yeah <laughs> by the way the volcano in question is presumably Mount Doom um, right I, I know I brought that up I don't know if it was in uh but I brought it up in a prior uh recording about how the southlands are definitely what become mordor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah i felt like her face there was just a little easter egg for me that <laughs> yeah it, it it pulled me out of it but in a way that i really appreciated i was like i love this right now <laughs> um but a weird storyline thing that i didn't appreciate is um the high king who's gross and grody <laughs> and his like pressuring of elrond and his oath it's like oh, we talked about in previous episodes right. we, yeah. they don't do that yeah, they don't glad. pressure but like on an oath in real yeah mm -hmm. elven oaths are like they're sacred with their dna they're sacred yeah. they like they will have physical emotional spiritual repercussions if you break mm -hmm. an oath you know like and he's just like he yeah i feel like in this show they just kind of act like it's just like a like a normal human bro yeah no bro i promise i won't do it like, mm. like no like this is a and he swore yeah. on his father though that's like even worse mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i don't know maybe equate it so i would probably for for multi you know uh i don't i don't know how to phrase it right now but just think of it like an unbreakable vow in Harry Potter. Mm hmm. Like, mm -hmm. That's it's serious. serious. <laughs> um, serious. So, yeah. yeah. Multi fandom. Yeah. That's the, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> also, I wanted to share some data with you guys about how okay. the competition is doing. 
So I'm looking in uh, IMDb under TV. So it's very interesting that House of the Dragon is still beating um, Lord of the Rings in the movie meter. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I found that was very it interesting. It also came out first, didn't it? Yes. Yes. But still uh, sitting at number one. And then uh, number two is Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Then Andor is number, this next one. And then Dahmer, Dahmer Monster. I never saw that one. And then. <laughs> it's it's going to be gross. Uh, I'm not going to see it. Those are the leading ones right now. And then as far as the cast, casting, who is kind of becoming the more popular shall we say in terms of searches mm-hmm. it's first is morbid of course then emma harvath who's playing arin apparently is trending and then joseph really? malway barely in the show i know i don't know how she's at number 29 then joseph malway Wait, who? emma horvath who's playing arian okay okay yeah 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 and then after Joseph Malik, of course, is a Ron Deere, Ismail Chris Cardova. And then uh, Markella Kavana, who's Nori, is right after that. And then, weirdly, it's Muriel. I don't even know how that's possible. And then right after that is Halbrand's character. So that's in the top 100 for the characters that are being showed. So that's very interesting to me how they're um, ranking right the, now in the yeah, data. Um, I would say as far as Game of Thrones being first, I'm not or House of Dragon, sorry, House of the Dragon. I'm not surprised. Game of Thrones has a massive fan base. Well, Even yeah, as- I'm not surprised either, but it just shows mm-hmm. that they're not. So like after, uh, after for TV, after that new one, whatever the monster thing, comes uh she hulk and then game of thrones is still up there so obviously mm. and then cobra kai and then the crown the crown has just mm. been steadily staying in the top constantly of course for those game of thrones fans that are listening you will have actually seen elrond in game of thrones the guy that plays mm-hmm. elrond uh young ned stark in game of thrones that's true I looked that up and I was like, what? <laughs> no mm-hmm. wonder it looks oddly familiar. <laughs> um, he's in yep. both franchises. <laughs> um, right. So, so that was a cool little like crossover as far as this little competition is, goes. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a little competition. <laughs> They're like, I'm better than I you. Feel like... No, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Mm, I would I say like I'm not. I feel like I'm not super surprised that Emma Horvath is like coming in hot. Because well, tell me why? I feel because like... I'm confused about that. Please no, she she's the one. She's the one that plays Nori, right? No, That's Emma plays you know. Arian. Oh, yeah, that is very strange. She's in like two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I'm not surprised, and be- I didn't think about any of this until right now, is because she very much gives me Emma Watson Her- Hermione vibes oh. in her character. And people like love her, so I feel like that's probably where some of this is coming from. Is people are like, "Who is this? Who who is this? <laughs> like, what's going on yeah. here?" Oh, I that makes that. sense. I mean, I get what you're saying about the Hermione connection, but as far as liking her character, 
she's pretty low. On oh, my I'm list. not saying I I like her. But I as, think you're saying as far as her popularity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, personally, my favorite characters so far are definitely Nori, Durin. Yep. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Durin. <laughs> not, not, not. <laughs> and the stranger, because the stranger is, I think, you know, and for around there. saying so. I don't mind him, but he's, is he my favorite? No. I, I hate a lot of the things he's Who in, but like I, I appreciate him as a character. Uh, that's pretty much it. Nori and Durin and Arondir. Those are my top yeah, folks I'm, at the moment. I really like um, this, the guy that plays the stranger. He does so much with so little. I will say Nori really disappointed me in episode five mm, with uh-oh. her whole reaction to the freezing. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh-oh. But her whole reaction to the freezing of the pond and the stranger's, you know, little magic episode there. Like, really? Like, all the things she took in stride, him falling from the sky, the fire. Oh, yeah. Like, the fireflies and killing them. And she freaks out about this. Girl, um, what's wrong with you? That did I get being shaken. But like, it's a little too extreme out. of a reaction for her. It's very, mm-hmm. it's a little too out of character. That's where, that's where I'd be like, character continuity. No, this is not in her. Nope. That makes sense. Let me just rewrite this part of the script a little bit and calm her down. Because, <laughs> mm. because she's such, she's such an other people person. Um, she hides her emotions and her reactions and her feelings to things to make other people feel better. And this whole time she's been doing that with a stranger and trying to get him to come out of his shell, to remember his life, to like feel comfortable, to like remember things and teaching him things. And like, you know, Mm. I feel like she's, she's parenting him. And if your child did something that surprised and hurt you, you would like, suck it up Mm. and you know play it down and you know and so I feel like if they had taken that and made her do act more in her character like that where she's like she's surprised and you as an audience see those little moments where she's really flipping shaken and freaked out but trying to Mm. hide it from the stranger Mm -hmm. but the Mm -hmm. stranger sees it too like I feel like that would have been a lot more compelling to their story than just her running away and freaking out from a I get story uh, perspective, I do think that it would have been beneficial to follow her for a minute, mm-hmm. for just a for a second right after that, because we see the stranger's reaction, like after she left. And just, I think it was just for a moment, but it would have been nice to like caught up with it, to catch up with her real quick, and just see her just have that little freak out of like that was too much for her you know Mm -hmm. she i mean i can understand her panicking because she probably she really looked like she thought she was gonna die like she's gonna get encased in ice and and die Mm -hmm. um or get her seriously hurt um so she didn't know what was gonna happen so i can understand her freaking out but it would have been like i said it would have been a bit better if they had caught back up with her Mm-hmm. that's true she has been through a lot and stress accumulates and she may Maybe it she's may like have a been short, a like a long fuse person 
where things mm -hmm. take a little yeah. bit longer to. And this was like that last, like, I can't ever, yeah. my whole world has fallen apart and changed and is freaking out and life is crazy. And I am like, we don't even know how old she is, but you know, 14. I mean, in Hobbit years or Harfoot years in this case, it's really hard to tell because Frodo mm -hmm. was what in his like late thirties or some crazy thing when he left, like when he got the ring. But he looks like he was in I, I don't know. It was Frodo's a lot older than he looks, is is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So we we don't really know what their age actually is. Um they don't really establish that. They, I mean, they don't really establish any of the characters' ages. For most no. of Lord of the Rings, except for you know, if you have the extended editions, which I highly recommend, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you, then you get to learn how what Aragorn actually Aragorn actually is. That's a completely different thing. Anyways, right? Um, you have an idea of how old Elrond could be. Um, you have no idea how old Gandalf is, and and you, the only other character you know is age is Bilbo. Mm -hmm. And that's because the whole mm -hmm. big party, but everybody else, you're like, no idea, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like they don't make that an important part of the the character is their ages. Um, you know, Aragorn it would be the big one because then you find out he's he's a descendant. It it explains his descendancy from Numenor because he has a longer lifespan. Right. Um, so um you're like oh snap <laughs> um but yeah so nori could be 20 i mean for me i think she's in her 20s she's yeah, seen a lot but sense. she's still really naive like a 20s yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah they, they <laughs> the herfords kind different. of yeah the herfords kind of remind me of certain like field animals because yeah. they're so nomadic and they live uh, off the land and they you know um they're the gatherers they're just like they kind of remind me of, like rabbits. human field mice or yeah human human field field mice. Or, like <laughs> or or you know harfoot field mice take mm -hmm. <laughs> but like they've got so many predators to worry about and they're so mm -hmm. small and they just they're so resourceful. Ooh. It just reminded me of like um you know that scene where the stranger was like what word did she use? It starts with a P. Uh peril. Peril. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm peril. She's like, no. Yeah, it was it was uh I also really appreciated the the whole yeah, we got to hear him speak. He can actually talk. He's just yeah. learning our language. Uh, he just doesn't know their language. I mean, we've we've heard him speak, but we've heard him speak another. Yeah, he's and, learning and, their language, which I think he's is learning English. Like, yeah, English. Um. Okay, what <laughs> haven't we talked about yet? We haven't talked about sound. sound. And I didn't That's tell it. you who I'm actually liking from these people either. Yeah, who's your peep? So yeah, really. I. Okay, there are about two or three people I'm here for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I mean, pretty much all of us are. <laughs> I'm less here than three for, or less. 
I'm here for the I'm here for the Harfoots generally. I think they are nice. Mm -hmm. And I I was never against the Harfoots actually. I was only against those moose people who showed up one time and never showed up again. I was like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> the second character I'm here for is Disa for sure. Definitely here for her because yeah. as an actress and as a person. I appreciate her a lot and I know what she can do when she has a playground to play in. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm here for Owen, who's playing Durin, the set Durin, mm -hmm. the, the younger Durin. I'm here mm -hmm. for him. About those three only for now. And uh the mm -hmm. fourth one who is giving me solid performances, but I'm not always here for him, is a Ron Deer. That's yep, it. yep. Same boat. And Ismail, Ismail. Cruz Cordova, Ismael Cruz Cordova. Listen, this guy can act like in real life, but I feel that he is kind of sometimes he feels like he's held back a little bit and then he really gives it mm -hmm. sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, you did it. Yes, I love it. And then then he'll be like, oh, now we're going back into no, because I feel like he's trying to figure out his his character a little bit in some of the scenes. So that's totally fine. I mean, I think they'll kill him off eventually, probably not officially a real spoiler but yeah, I we don't know any real things um i haven't asked my people that know i don't really don't care so <clears throat> the whole thing for me is like can he develop as a character more yeah yeah and i feel like with that you never know go ahead i'm sorry he reminds me of somebody else that i've seen in a different thing but I don't know why. Like, I can't put that together. And it drives, it drives me nuts. Um, Did you look his IMDb up? Yeah, I'm see? looking at it right now. And I'm like, mm, I know he's in Mandalorian, but he's not. He's he's in full costume, so you can't really tell it's him. Um, yeah. It, but it's not. I don't know. His face looks so familiar to me. Or at least he's got, there's another actor or something that looks a lot, they look a lot like each other and I just can't place it and it really is bugging me. Mm. <laughs> Every time yeah. I see him, I'm mm. like, why do you look so familiar? Yeah, for, I think for me, he can, he can do, he can do a lot of things, but I wish he would. And that may be the uh, previous directors, as we have said but mm -hmm. yeah out. it's hard to tell what's like them pushing through and developing their own character within themselves and what's um them kind of having an idea of their character and feeling right. like they have to push back a lot to like be able to portray their character and maybe you showed up to set today and you're just too tired and you so you just give people exactly what they want and ask for and you don't add your right and that could have happened because that was a stressful set environment as i heard and mm -hmm. this i'm coming more from stage side of things because that's how my training and a lot of my experiences besides foot sports footages and whatever but like yeah i've got some with my some of my film background too it's just I'm just kind of pulling between all these worlds so I kind of see it let me be a little bit different than a main film film only kind of person would but I feel like he has mm -hmm. more that he could give us for sure and I'm kind of sad that they didn't put that out yet anyway so let's or excited that it might come out in the future that's true that really could happen <laughs> yeah 
no, that really could happen. And I hope that it does. I hope that they get him to calm down. Like, just like with what we said with Morphid, she's a great actress. Mm -hmm. She is- And I felt that started to come out here. Yes. She still felt like a a grumpy teenager at times here. And with her her makeup, I felt like it was giving me like grumpy teenager came out of the basement vibes sometimes. (laughs) But but yeah, much, I, I appreciated- the improvement in in just delivery of things and it was a combination of delivery timing um editing and everything with episode six um mm-hmm. writing was still a bit like stiff at times but I felt like it was it came through better because everything around it i.e delivery editing timing um right and I feel like she was more relaxed with this director it felt that's what it felt like. It felt like she was more comfortable with the director, to be honest. I I do feel mm-hmm. like the cast was more comfortable with her. And I want to see, because in the next episode, Charlotte also directs it. And then we get Wayne. Okay. Uh, uh, I did have a comment on, on Galadriel's character development. Um, mm-hmm. She definitely, with these last two episodes, she definitely feels like a stronger character, more mm-hmm. confident in herself. She She was respectful to the Queen Regent. And, you know, she felt more commanding. She held more respect. Um, she, command, she, you know, other char- the other characters were respecting her more and, and mm-hmm. listening to her mm-hmm. more. Um, and she wasn't as, you know, uh, brash with her decisions and her, mm-hmm. her thinking. So she definitely, is, I can see her starting to become the strong character we know her as. And and I was I was appreciating that a little character moment that you may not have caught without subtitles, um, is that Elendil knows both Sindarin and Quenya. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. He speaks Sindarin to the horse, and I know I only knew that because I had the subtitles on, and it said Sindarin, and I was like, wait a minute, you know both? He's oh. genius level. <laughs> like. And I, I do, I do like that he speaks in Elvish with with Galadriel, and I like that they have mm-hmm. that connect those connecting mm-hmm. moments. I do, I do like his character so far, and uh, and he's such an opposite to his son, Isildur. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like him and his son are total polars. That's why they said yep. Elendil's heir, not Isildur's heir. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, I like that we've gotten to get to know him. Uh, we've had the time to get to know him mm-hmm. and see these little moments uh, of him connecting with Gladriel and him showing that he appreciates the elves mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and understands them and has taken the time to learn their ways. And uh, that just really stood out to me as a character moment was him speaking both dialects in two completely separate moments. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, also just stress the importance of sometimes you don't you don't know what you miss if you don't have subtitles on. Go yeah. ahead, Um, I will say I'm gonna jump. My brain's gonna jump around a little bit because that's how ADHD works, folks. So here you go. Um, <laughs> but you, you, this just reminded me. Um, the the one side character that I also appreciate a lot in just his delivery of things and his character in itself Valendil 
Valendiel, mm-hmm. um, played by Alex Tarrant. Um, yes, I really Alex. appreciate him. Um, Can we just remind? I feel like character that he is. is um, <laughs> There's getting to be so many. Isildur's <laughs> like bestie. Oh, the the dark haired one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not the not yeah. the one that's kind of like the the fumbling idiot. The three. Yeah. And a trio dynamic. You've got the yes, there is the one that's in charge, the one that's got the head on the shoulders, and then the fumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I appreciate I really appreciate his acting and delivery and things uh less less so in the fight scene with Galadriel but mm. that's fine um he I feel like most of the time vibes. he gives you what oh vibes well we do need to get to the the sound, get the sound before we cut out for the yeah. day okay I think that's the one main thing we're missing yeah um oh we can use this to transition into sound okay um the one thing I'm like actively forgetting it as I'm remembering it at the same time. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. But Sometimes that happens, yes. <laughs> um, it had to do with speaking Elvish. Oh, I don't know if you guys thought of this, but um, in the scene where the orcs and Adar have taken over the tavern, right? And mm-hmm. he's speaking to Arandir in elvish you know and then they just start like killing people i was just like if you didn't know what he said to him like you know like do you know what the people are just assuming so like no mm-hmm. kill them all i don't care you know yeah. what i mean like mm. that's how it feels as a human not having subtitles yeah <laughs> and knowing that he was like let them go and I'll like consider telling you where it is, you know, like it's pretty much exactly the opposite what you think everybody's like assuming. And then you cut right. to like Bronwyn's face at some point, and it's like, oh my god, what is she thinking? What are they all thinking? <laughs> like, right? Yeah, just like he, the they don't know. They could. Be, he could be selling them out for all they know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, that's and, that's how it feels. Yeah, like y'all were chatting, and now he's killing people, and you seem mm-hmm. upset but also chill with it. <laughs> like you're like, fine, kill people. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, as far as the sound overall, uh, granted, uh, I mentioned in a, in one of our prior recordings that like the music doesn't always come through for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this time was different because I was wearing my, I was watching on my computer instead of the TV. So I had my headphones on. So it was a lot easier to like notice. Um, and it was a lot more prevalent as well. Yeah, as well, the they changed the levels definitely. on this episode. The levels were different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening on my same system. It was still, the, the levels were different. Okay, so it wasn't just me then. Cool. No, no, um, the levels were actually different. Um, where was it? It was the episode five, I think. Uh, when the Harfoots are in the woods, and Malvo was muttering to herself. If I didn't have mm-hmm. headphones on, I couldn't understand. Like I was like, I can't hear a thing she's supposed. Like I can't understand what she's saying. And I had mm-hmm. to rely on my subtitles to tell me what she was actually saying because her muttering was so quiet. Um, it wasn't even like a the film version where you're doing it loudly enough that you can 
understand mm -hmm. it. So I had an issue with that. The wolves, so there was a whole thing with the, they weren't really wolves. They were closer to wargs than wolves. The like Part sounds they were using when they were in the distance was very odd to me. It was very bird-like. And I'm like, that's not what I would expect when if you tell me there's wolves. I'd expect like growling or howling or barking, not not high pitched sounds. Um, oh yeah. I remember and that, that really was strange to me. Mm -hmm. Um and at first I thought it was like uh, other animals running away, but then we got to those like actual close ups and they mixed it in with the, the, the growling and the barking and the the dog like sounds that you would normally mm -hmm. expect. I just thought that was a very strange sound design choice to me. Um, if you guys want to jump on, uh, add to that if you have anything. Uh, I'm just looking. Yeah, I'll just uh, say that anything. the, so I liked, for example, the blood sounds, like they emphasize more of the backgrounds. If the head chops off, the like, mm -hmm. when they step on, uh, when they step on Adar, that like, Step clunk, mm -hmm. uh, step clunk. <laughs> I like chunk, clunk, like chunk, like a thing. Uh, I liked. I mean, still we we don't hear as much of the ambience as maybe I would prefer, but I think the emphasis sounds to me felt better on this episode for some reason. Maybe they were just, maybe they had gone back and thought about that. I mean, I would if I was them. And maybe I listened through the cut. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't really have time to do that last time. Let me try to do that this time. Um, and then what I didn't really appreciate so much was like when the when they were having the explosions of the volcano, it reminded me very much of fireworks. I was like, guys, don't give me the fireworks mm -hmm. sound. Make your own sound for this. Like, yeah, it was too. It reminded poppy, me of fireworks like sounds a... and dynamite. So it's fireworks yeah. and dynamite. And I'm like, no, don't just give me fireworks and dynamite. Give me something different. Like it needed to be like a deeper rumbling. Type yeah, it was. It was sound. fireworks, not a and poppy sound. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, um, I know you use fireworks and dynamite. Don't give me that sound. <laughs> I. Uh, I did have one, two. I uh, know I did. I had two comments about the music itself. Uh, I I did like the uh, emphasis on the music with the the volcano eruption and the creation of Mount Doom. Essentially, uh, it would have been really cool if, and this could have been a copyright. Uh, limitation, but it would have been like extra cool if they would have been able to use like the Mordor music with the creation of mm. Mount Doom and make that like connection and be like, oh snap. <laughs> um that would have been a really cool thing for me. Um but I did I did uh enjoy the emphasis on the 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 music for that. Um one thing I did not like that musically uh was the that song that was played over the harfoots um where it started with them singing and it, and them starting with the singing was fine but mm. then it went into like a brave you know a brave moment where it was like that that musical montage 
did. Oh, so and you, you I, liked it really when they were singing, but not when they like continued the montage thing. to like an uh, official song. That was very, very out of place for me with this show. They've not really. I don't recall them doing that before in an episode. Mm. Um, so it just seemed very stylistically not the right call. Um, mm. It didn't feel like it fit in with any of the prior episodes because it's not been a, a continuous thing that they've done. Mm. Um, and so I just really didn't like it. Um, it really, uh, I'll just stick with that. Uh, just didn't, it was very out of place. It didn't fit. The song itself fit the storyline mm-hmm. because it, it goes off the whole not all who wonder are lost. Mm-hmm, and I liked mm-hmm. that, but I just wish they would have kept it either faded it out or kept it as the, the actors singing it like they would with The Hobbit, with the, the Misty Mountain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really the only, I mean, The Hobbit did more with music character involved music than than Lord of the Rings did and it wasn't really a thing I enjoyed as far as that goes and it's the same feeling Um, it just seems forced Hmm. at least at least with the transition to to the full-blown song the full-blown produced song Um, I appreciated it but i did have problems with the transition itself mm-hmm. i didn't really think of it because i was focusing on other things i was just like song okay fine bye moving right along <laughs> that's i didn't really i didn't really care too much about it yeah but yeah i think they they may have made some notes from their prior episode and and changed the design a bit of the sound that's what it felt like anyway so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Is there anything else that you guys want? And I feel like we've said that before with them like upgrading their sound where they're like mm-hmm. tweaking it slowly a little bit each time. We're like, all right, all right, you're getting closer to the right track. You're right. Yeah. It feels like they now. had more time. Like, Do you know what I mean? It feels like mm-hmm. they had more time. And so that's why when we were in the first episode or whatever, we said maybe this was time restraint or whatever. Mm-hmm. related and i now i believe so because i was like how could these guys i know there's a lot of these people are good and i'm like why are we not hearing this though so yeah that's good okay so is there anything else to discuss about what we've seen from these two episodes that anybody wants um, to say no i just overall uh i i did really like episode six Mm-hmm. Um, episode five overall did not to be, need to be as long as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like it was dragged out. Um, it was and part overall, of it may have uh, overall. I just wanted to say they they were both stronger episodes, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping mm-hmm. that going in the last two episodes that'll continue and and it'll end better than it started. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice because then it would actually give us a little. And I would feel I'd, I'd like to feel better about the show overall if it ends on a, on mm-hmm. two strong final episodes. Um, yeah, because this has been a rough first 
four. Of our first season. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if episode five, I also felt like it like dragged a lot. I don't know if I necessarily feel like it should have been shorter. Like if that was the answer, I don't have a clear answer. And that's something that was frustrating me while watching it is because I was like, this isn't bad. Like, I don't have a lot of like big. I just felt kind of meh. I think this should change. But but yeah, it felt meh. And I'm wondering part of the reason it felt meh is because it was moving at a slower pace and all the other episodes before that they were, were rushed, moving at yeah. so like clipped. And so we got so used to the clipped that like, and I don't know if that, or if it's like out of context, it would have still feel kind of like meh. But I'm wondering if it was kind of like the whiplash of actually slowing down and having an episode where you like delve into things a little more. We were like, mm. <laughs> so slow why you go so slow it makes sense because I think I think it was moving slower but like at the same time I'm not sure like there was like less development of stuff like Mm -hmm. it was kind of more of a process episode like you're in the process of leaving you're in the process of doing like so I guess that might be why as well and it might have felt it may have felt drug out as well because we knew this skirmish was coming up and so now mm. we're like okay when's that gonna happen when's mm. that gonna happen and they're like they're like it's not happening this episode what are we gonna do instead it was a nice smooth transition between the, the end of five and the beginning of six mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. like a weird cliffhanger or a weird spot yeah. it was like mm. we picked up right where we left off pretty much um and i that was easy to to move from one episode to the other especially because i personally watched them back to back um so it was like okay this isn't a jarring transition to the next episode um so i i do i that was just cut it there (laughs) yeah we'll just cut that on but no i think I think I think overall I'm very interested to see where they're gonna go. I also heard from someone, I'm not sure if this is for real or not. So don't quote me, people, but someone in the industry that I know in film world was saying that they have all female directors for season two. So that could be something very different and very interesting. And for me, I think that I mean obviously they're doing the thing that they've said they will do which is try to empower more people and whatever I mean at least visually Mm -hmm. we all know Amazon's real thing but I'll leave that aside so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's nice to see them trying to work with female directors though because we don't have as many in this industry and I find that the ones that actually made it you know what I mean they're good because you have to be to survive this freaking industry. So yeah. let's see, let's see what they well, can do in a little while. Yeah. yeah. And you said Charlotte's doing seven, right? Uh yep. She has the yeah. next one as far as I know. Okay. And then Wayne is ending it. Okay. So, so at least <laughs> let's really hope eight. For me, this could be a make or break finale. That's fair. That's really fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. Because we have to see, can can they tie it together, right? And did the actors come into themselves in a uh, in a way that makes sense? 
et cetera, et cetera. Like, I totally mm -hmm. think that that's important because then we see, can you tie the threads together and give us a nice click cliffhanger for the next season, right? Mm -hmm. That's essentially where it kind of needs to go. But yeah, so I think this is a good place where we could cut it for uh, the next next one we we discuss and then we'll mm -hmm. come back after these messages so mm -hmm. i want to thank everybody for joining us again and for listening in and listening to our outlet in which we discuss this show and uh yeah really appreciate you all who are in show business as well listening to us and the people who are not we hope this gives you a little window into kind of how we think um, obviously, we couldn't go into as many technical things as we had said before, because we don't have a lot of time to really unpack like people who do this as their main life. Anybody else want to say anything to the audience before we cut this thing? Uh, just thank you to all of our listeners and uh, for sticking with us for all these crazy episodes. We appreciate you. And hopefully there's more good ones to come. Woohoo! We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.